I am a true believer that you need to create um, the space and you need to put yourself first because once you put yourself first and you understand where your passion lies, then the rest of your life will naturally flow. But those people that don't make time to actually truly understand what it is that they want, they will always be faced with challenges. They will never, ever discover their strengths. So for me, it's no matter what I do, um, the number one thing every week is I put myself first um, to make sure that, you know, I live um, with my intention, my true purpose, and I'm able to give the best of what I have to the world. I'm Katrina Blowers and welcome to Claiming Your Confidence, the podcast. As a journalist, speaker and mentor, I know what it's like to have confidence and I also know what it's like to have to find it again after having a panic attack live on television while reading the news. I've interviewed hundreds of high profile people and this is what I know for sure. We all suffer fear, imposter syndrome and self-doubt no matter how shiny our life appears to be. So let's reframe the confidence conversation together and uncover the hacks and secrets to get more of it. Claiming your confidence starts now. Tori Archbold is a superstar publicist, think Drew Barrymore, Steve Madden, Zara and Nespresso. And through her powerful Steps platform, she helps others step into their true power and potential. And boy, does this lady have a story. In this episode, you'll learn the power of having the confidence to put yourself first and understand where your passion lies. Overcoming the fear to be vulnerable, Tori tells us about her private battle she kept secret for years, which has now inspired millions, and how to be become a super attractor for whatever you want in life, love and your career. Tori even attracted her husband this way. So let's claim our confidence with Tori Archbold. Tori, I am so excited to have you join me. Thank you so much for making time. Well, thank you for making time to share my story with others. I hope it um, inspires, encourages and empowers people to claim their confidence. And I feel really lucky to know you. We um, we connected a few years ago now, and you're just one of those people who you just, you bring people in and you do exactly as you say you're going to do. Like when you make a commitment to spend time with people, you do it, you walk your talk, and you are just a ray of sunshine. You can't help but feel positive after being in your company, Tori. Oh, thank you, Katrina. I'm such a big believer in the power of connection and you know the power of connection comes in so many different forms but you know when you actually connect with others it's that lasting impression that you have and it's what you bring to that conversation which can really impact the way that not only people see you but also the way they see the world. What I would love to know, because as you know, this is a conversation where, where we're looking at things through the lens of confidence. Now, your backstory is so impressive. You have such an impressive resume where you began your PR agency. Your first client was David Jones. You know, you then went on to represent some incredible brand names like Nespresso and Zara and Steve Madden and Drew Barrymore. Like you've done it all, Tori. But, and I know you've spoken about this before before and you've said that you 
you had like a, an idea where you wanted to attract the right clients and you knew that by putting out the right vibration that you would attract the, the, the client that was on the same kind of energetic level as you. But you were in your 20s when you started out. So how did you know this yeah. stuff? Absolutely. Uh, well, I knew that I wanted to work with the world's top performing brands. I knew I wanted to travel the world. And I knew that I didn't want to work with assholes. <laughs> so I have to be really honest about that. And, you know, when I um, was growing up and getting my work experience the way, you know, a lot of young women did in those days, I worked for some really incredible people and it taught me what I did want and what I didn't want and so when I decided that I was going to go out on my own and start my own agency I thought the best way to set a really strong foundation for the future was to understand what my value set was and I spent a lot of time really um, you know discovering what the three words that I would choose um, that would actually put out that energy and that vibration to the world would be. And so I came up with um, passion, integrity, and delivery. And passion, because I am a true believer that like attracts like. And if you are passionate about something um, and you will attract someone who is equally as passionate about you know, that same subject or that brand or that belief. So, you know, that whole law of attraction came into that passion piece for me. Um, integrity, because, you know, I believe that you should be trustworthy. Um, you should work in your truth um, and in alignment with who you are to the world. And the last one was delivery and delivery because, you know, I started with um, zero dollars in the bank, um, no media network or connections, you know, none of what I have today. And I always truly believe that you're only as good as the last conversation, you know, the last email, the last Zoom call, the last podcast, because that leaves a footprint of who you are and what you want in the world. And so, you know, that passion, integrity, delivery um, ended up attracting the world's top performing brands, influencers and celebrities into my orbit. And when I launched Powerful Steps in 2019, you know, I had that opportunity to relook at that value set. And again, it was like, okay, what do I want to attract into the world? Who do I want to be? You know, I'm on a mission to inspire, encourage and empower others through my personal and professional journey. And I landed with the three same values. So I can, you know, say that that passion, integrity, delivery has landed me where I am today. I love that. But I, I've got to say, this is something that I've only recently, I guess, had the mental headspace to really focus on and look at what is my value system and what do I intentionally want to attract into my life. You were doing this when you were in your early 20s. Yeah. So tell me, was this was this something, like, were you brought up that way? Like, how did you know, how did you have your head on so straight so young? Well, I, you know, I moved to London, like many people, and did the working holiday visa um, in my early 20s. And, you know, I had the opportunity to work for some really powerful media brands. And one of those was Viacom. And, you know, when you work for a big media company like that, you know, it's like MTV Networks, it's um, Nickelodeon, you know, it was VH1 in those days. You, you get the opportunity to really understand the art of storytelling. And when you actually sit back and listen and learn um, and how people communicate, and it became really clear to me that value set was everything. And if you were going to have a powerful brand in the world and you were going to attract those top performing brands or clients into your orbit, then really you need to align with your truth and what is your truth. And so that's how I came about my value set. 
And, you know, it served me well. And I've never wavered from that because I really believe that like attracts like. And, you know, when I was working back in the days, um, you know, for for Viacom and also Columbia TriStar at one point as well, um, you know, I saw how people put themselves out into the world. I saw how if they were in alignment with who they were, what they were attracting was far greater than if they were non-authentic. So it was very obvious to me early on in my life that if you lived and, and breathed your truth, then that was what you were going to attract into your life. I'm going to deviate away from your story. We're going to get back to you in just a second, but I'd love to know, we all live such hectic lives, especially as we get into our 30s and 40s. Some of us have kids, we're juggling careers, relationships, all the rest of it. It can be really difficult to sit down and have those moments where you try to connect the dots and you try to think about what kind of life you want to live, but how important is it to make space for that and how do you come up with your values? Yeah, you really do need to create that space. And like you say, a lot of us are, you know, on the treadmill of life and we're juggling and it's not before, um, you know, we get that wake-up call when the universe just basically says, hey, <laughs> yeah, you know, knock through around with it and you go, oh, my gosh, okay, I need to come into realignment again. Um, look, I am a true believer that you need to create um, the space and you need to put yourself first because once you put yourself first and you understand where your passion lies, then the rest of your life will naturally flow. But those people that don't make time to actually truly understand what it is that they want they will always be faced with challenges. They will never, ever discover their strengths. So for me, it's no matter what I do, um, the number one thing every week is I put myself first um, to make sure that, you know, I live um, with my intent and my true purpose and I'm able to give the best of what I have to the world. Amazing, especially given you have a daughter who you are a really present (laughs) parent. So when you say put yourself first, what do you mean? Put myself first is like really giving your time in the morning um, or giving yourself time in the morning to really set up your mindset and your intentions. And, you know, I was definitely one of those people, um, you know, when I was juggling life, both professionally and personally, and it wasn't going according to plan, that I made excuses that I didn't have enough time for myself. And I remember sitting with this Buddhist monk in Thailand, and he said to me, Tori, basically called bullshit on me. And he said, you can make the time for yourself. And I said, but how? Like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And he said, well, who has a shower with you in the morning? Are you alone? I said, I am. And he said, do you like the cascading, you know, sound of the water over your body and does it relax you? I said, yes, it does. And he said to me, why don't you try getting a bottle of um, lavender oil and just do three drops on your decollage? And what I want you to do is set up your intentions for the day. And so I started doing that probably 10, 15 years ago, and I've never looked back. It's definitely, you know, that creation of space for me where I know that no one is going to bother me. You know, there's literally four worlds between you and the shower. And what it does is, you know, after you've taken those deep, relaxing um, breaths, Katrina, you can actually set up your intention for the day. And let's be honest, I think once you're in that zone, it's probably more than a one or two minute shower. Sometimes for me, it's 20 minutes Um, because, you know, that's when that creativity flows because you have that moment alone. You can really focus on what you want and you can, you know, head into that day with really strong intent. And I find when you have really strong intent, you just get out of that shower and you make it happen. 
Ah, oh, that's amazing. What a great tip because we all have showers. So okay. it's not creating like extra things to do in our day. It's just changing what we do during that moment. So instead of thinking about, oh, I've got to do this and I've got to do this and what have I got to get from the supermarket, you're, you're actually slowing down and being present in that yeah. moment. And you're resetting the patterns of your life. It's like, you know, the Buddhist monk, he says to me, Tori, I don't believe that you have no time to yourself. It's you're not creating that time. So, you know, that's when we talk about um, switching your thinking and changing your patterns and your mindset. And that simple change in my life has really set me up for success in so many ways because it creates a space for me to think about what it is I truly want and desire. Well, let's go back uh, to how you established yourself as one of the country, in fact, one of the world's leading PR brands. So you're a young, you know, you got plenty of uh, plenty of confidence. But I want to know where that confidence came from. Did you, when you were doing the cold calling, did you have to take a deep breath? And I know you've spoken before about not being afraid of the word no. And I think a lot of us are, and that's what holds us back. But what was the mindset back then and how did you get to it? Yeah, so I mean, look, all of us, when we have our own business or in a role which we're um, new to, we have to prove ourselves. And, you know, that goes back to your value set, like, you know, what is your value set? So mine was obviously that passion, integrity, delivery. But when I first secured David Jones, um, you know, as my first PR client for Torstar, I had no media database. I knew no one. So what I did was I really thought about, okay, well, who is it that I truly want to connect with that is actually going to enable me to do an amazing job for this client? And um, I set about working out who were the most powerful journalists in Australia. And one by one, I started calling them. And the first one that I called up, of course, was the top of the list. And in those days, it was called Sydney Confidential. And it was the destination when people were reading newspapers um, for entertainment, fashion, lifestyle, celebrity news. And I knew that I had, um, you know, a great supermodel, Megan Gal, who was being um, launched as the face of David Jones. She was being chased around um, Italy because she just won this big contract with Vodafone. But in Australia, it was rebuilding her brand and bringing it into alignment with what the client wanted. So I call up, um, you know, the founding editor and I said, oh, look, hi, it's Tori from Torstar. And he said, Tori who? I said, Tori from Torstar. And he literally hung up on me and I was like, oh gosh, that didn't go too well. (laughs) I thought, giddy up, get back on the horse the next day. I call again and I said, hi, it's Tori from Torstar. I'm working with David Jones. Oh, that didn't ring a bell, basically brushed me off again. And I sat back in the chair and I thought to myself, you know what, I really need to switch my thinking here I am, I've got, um, you know, the number one retail brand in Australia as my first client. And they also happen to have a large advertising spend with the world's most, well, yeah, the world's most prominent media corporation, News Corp, but definitely the number one um, in Australia at the time. And I thought, you, you know what, I'm just going to sit back and I'm going to see if he calls me back. And um, he did, Kat, he called me back a few days later and, um, you know, we ended up having a coffee together. He's one of my biggest advocates um, in life and in media and publishing now 20 years later. But I had to sit back and go, you know what, this is not working calling him and telling him who I am. He needs to come to me with what he wants. And I knew 
that he would want something from me because I had something that was going to form a partnership between the two of us. So it was a key learning that, you know, when you call someone, you have to call with intent, but you also need to build your reputation and your platform so that you can actually build a network of referrals to grow not only your professional brand, but that of your business. That's interesting that you you had that approach because I think a lot of us, when we are trying to reach a goal, we get really, depending on who you are and how you operate, me being an A-type personality, I tend to get quite sort of fixated on it. And then I think, oh, so the the, the energy that you then start putting out is is kind of like a, a frantic, desperate energy mm-hmm. where you're like, what have I got to do next? And how do I tackle this from a different angle? But you just sort of sat back and surrendered and trusted the process, which I, I love. The process, yes. And, you know, I think the best bit of advice that I was given um, was, you know, work in your flow. And, you know, working your flow is probably the best asset you can have because what happens in life is some doors are meant for you and some doors are meant for others. And the doors that don't send will seem to open seamlessly what you need to do is just allow other people to walk through them and say that opportunity is meant for them, not me. And then the doors that are meant for you will work in your favour. So then you don't get that frantic energy and, you know, that desperation that so many people have when they're building a business or a public profile. So I've always worked with that philosophy that if it's not meant for me, that's okay. It's meant for someone else and something better will come in. Tell us a bit about, you've had such an interesting journey through your career where from the outside looking in, you know, it was your job to create um, beautiful brands and really glossy, gorgeous, aspirational images for not only individuals, but but for brands and uh, and a lifestyle. And I suppose you as the, the founder and the face of that, you needed to perpetuate that image yourself. So for you, you you've certainly, it's not been a, a smooth ride for you. And you've recently gone public with how difficult it was throughout some of those years. Yeah. So for many years, I definitely wore two masks. One was my professional mask, where, as you say, everything was very glossy and, you know, appeared to be completely perfect. I had a team of 22. I had 10 freelancers. I'm working with the world's top performing brands, like week after week after week, you know, we're generating, um, you know, multi-million dollar contracts into, these incredible experiences and customer journeys for people. And, um, you know, that was really exhilarating. And I was incredibly passionate about working with these brands and creating, you know, these extraordinary experiences. But then when I went home, I was wearing another mask. And that was a mask of, you know, a mom, um, a single mom for more than a decade, who was definitely struggling with what was going on in my personal life. And I honestly thought that if I spoke about what was going on behind closed doors, that it would definitely affect my career. I thought that the brands that wanted to partner me, um, will partner with with me, my agency, would probably not want to because my image would be tainted. And I didn't think that they um, would believe that I was capable of achieving what I was achieving if they actually knew what was going on. So I was, you know, one of those high-performing executives, I guess, that didn't talk about what was really going on in my life. 
Gosh, I can't even begin to imagine how much pressure you must have been under at that time. A lot, which ended in a death experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's talk. Let's talk about that with your with your health struggles. So did that all just happen all of a sudden, or was there were there warning signs? Um, there were definitely warning signs, but I ignored them. Like most people, you know, you get up, you keep going, you're highly motivated, you want to do a good job, and because I was a single mom, you know, I wanted to be there for my daughter on the weekends. But during the week, you know, I would think nothing about flying to London for you know, 72 hours and coming back to make sure that I was there for her on a Friday night into the weekend, Um, you know, and I was flying around the world doing that, Singapore, Hong Kong, you know, London, Tokyo, even, yeah, Milan and Paris, and I never had any time for me. So I was definitely, you know, that high-performing female executive that everyone reads about. (laughs) I don't know how to do it because I look back now and I I think to myself, how did I do that? Which again, which again, on the outside, on the outside, it looks incredibly glamorous and glossy. Yeah, my goodness, you you must have just been surviving on caffeine. Well, no, I mean, I was surviving in a way that you shouldn't. You know, like I took a lot of sleeping tablets because I'd make sure that I slept on the way on those long haul flights. I got up, I performed. You know, and of course, you're only there for 72 hours. So you're literally going to breakfast, lunch, dinners, presentations, and then you're back on the plane and you basically, you know, crash and burn until you come back to Australia. And I wanted to be present for my daughter when I came back. And really, that was a cycle that I was in for a long, long time. And it wasn't until um, in 2013 when my um, appendix burst um, a couple of days before I was due on another flight to London and my world came, you know, basically crashing down because. Um, I ended up contracting septicemia. I lost eight kilos in five days. I was on life support. And, um, you know, I mean, I basically saw the other side and I had a choice, you know, do do I want to continue to live or do I want to die? And when you're confronted by that and then on top of that, the surgeon says to you, you know, this is going to take you a six-month period to recover and you do realise that you have to slow down I mean, you don't comprehend that when you're a high-performing executive. All you comprehend is that, you know what, I want to be a a good mother to my child. I want to provide a roof over her head. Um, You know, I want her to have a great education. I, I want to be around for her. But also I had this business which also needed me and I had clients also needed me. And so that was a real struggle coming into alignment and balance after that experience But what it taught me was life was precious and what it taught me was the value of who you surround yourself with. And, you know, I quickly started realizing and going back to your earlier point is like, how do you create space for you? What I started doing was gently closing doors on, you know, and people and things that no longer served my life purpose in a really nice way. Um, Mm. I decided to halve my business. Um, I decided that you know, there were certain family members that were not um, in alignment with who I was or, or, or weren't supporting me. And as I slowly started shedding what no longer made me happy, happiness started coming into my life. And, you know, happiness attracts happiness. And then you start stepping into those smaller steps, into those powerful steps and becoming who you're meant to be. And so it was um, four years later in 2017 that I truly, after I'd shed out of my life what I didn't need and I bought in what I really did want, that, you know, my daughter and I were able to actually 
you know, get up and celebrate. Um, you know, we won full custody. Um, all of the um, the stress of the past 12 years melted away. But with that stress and that release, um, you know, we'd never had a sense of freedom before. Um, we'd never had it because we were always in and out of court. Um, we we're constantly looking um, behind our backs in fear. And so, you know, with that freedom also came another breakdown. And when yeah. I say another breakdown, it's I had been, you know, I guess the, the master carrying everyone for such a long time. And after I was given the gate and the keys to freedom, I swear, Katrina, I've never cried so much in my life. Yeah. <laughs> and, what, a, what a release. I was just about to release. And I remember this mentor at the time, I was being mentored by someone out of Chicago and she said to me, Tori, keep crying. And I said, oh, my God, I've never cried like this before. And she said, keep it going. I think it went for over a week. And then all of a sudden I woke up and I was like, God, that felt good. Now what's next? And so, you know, my daughter and I, I said to her, now we've got the keys to freedom. What is it that we want? And we went back to that value set. But what we started with was what kind of a family do we want? Um, you know, what, what, what are the type of people we want to surround ourselves with? Um, where do we want to go in our lives? And we set about creating that and it was non-negotiable you know, and one of my things, 2017, 2018, and I talk about it in the Powerful Steps workshops was, you know, I hadn't been able to date a guy literally in a decade out of fear for the situation that I was in. And now that that situation was resolved, I was actually able to look for love and adventure. This is what I want to talk to you about so much. And I always bring this up whenever I talk to you because I love this story. Everyone loves a romance story. But this to me shows true confidence. So you just decided, you set your intention, I'm going to meet someone. I'm ready now. I'm going to meet someone. And how did you do it? So it's really interesting because for many years, and I've always done it, I've always written a journal and in that journal has always, um, you know, been what I wanted in life and what I wanted from life and what I wanted to achieve and my dreams and aspirations, like we all do. Like some people have, you know, mood boards and Pinterest boards, but I have always had a journal. And what I've always done is I've always reread it. Um, and remarkably, the same thing always came up about the man that, you know, I wanted to meet and share my life with and finally have this sense of freedom and I can do it. So what I decided to do, we were, we were in the States and, um, you know, we'd been watching How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Do you remember that movie with Kate Hudson? I just watched it last week with my kids. <laughs> they really wanted to watch it, oh my strangely. God. So iconic. And, you know, we kept yeah. watching it. It's, you know, like when we grew up, um, you know, there were other movies that we watched, but, you know, my teens, 20s, 30s, it was like that movie and my daughter is addicted to it. And we were like, how about we change it to how to meet a guy in five dates? And we were just like <laughs> laughing around. And she's like, oh, mom, you just have to meet the right one. And I said, yeah, I'm I like I'm ready for him. And so um, a lot of my clients and friends in the US were online dating and I'd always been afraid and I was never confident enough to put myself out there. But I thought, you know what, it's 2018, my life is not stopping, I'm charging forward. And so what I did was I was very honest um, with myself and I said, okay, well, who am I? So I was like a global traveler, a mama of one, 
and a business owner. And I just did three words and I put photos up um, from the last, you know, three, four weeks of our trip. And we were sitting at um, LAX and in the um, Qantas lounge. And I had no idea that you can start connecting with people, but I hadn't um, thought forward enough um, to know that once I hopped on that plane, I couldn't date them unless I flew back. (laughs) 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 So here we are on the Dreamliner back to Australia. We arrive in Melbourne and I've got all these ping, ping, pings. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like 16,000 miles away. This is never going to work. So then I thought, okay, well, when I get back to Sydney, I really need to try what I've been doing for the last, you know, couple of hours at the airport lounge and um, set up dates and just step outside my comfort zone. So I literally dated, um, you know, five guys within six days and it was really interesting because I met people from all walks of life and, for instance, I'd never hopped on a moped before and I remember this guy was like, I'm going to pick you up on the moped. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'd always been told not to hop on someone's motorcycle in case something happened. But I thought, you know what, stuff it. I'm going to do it. And, you know, he ended up being, you know, a CEO of um, an ASICs listed company, an incredible um, career and great conversation. And the whole thing is never judge a book by its cover. And he's picking up on that moped because he thinks everyone, you know, has these expectations of who I am and what I and what I can give them. Whereas I just want to start it off with no expectations. And I thought, isn't that brilliant? So, you know, I didn't realize that dating was a minefield um, until those first five dates. And I ended up dating someone um, for a couple of months, but our values weren't aligned. And you know, this is when the universe nudges you on the shoulder and says, you know what, you can put up with this and you can compromise or you can deep dive again. And so I decided to deep dive and um, I'm sitting at my girlfriend's birthday party on a Saturday night and I thought, oh God, I've got to do this again. And I just thought of Kate Hudson. Channel Kate Hudson. Like how to lose a guy in 10 days. I'm like, how to win a guy in five days. So I literally met my husband, um, yeah, in that second round and we got married last year and it definitely is like a soulmate love story and I, you know, thank my lucky stars all the time that that happened. But the most ironic thing about it is that everything that I've been writing in my journal about family foundations and life and the type of partner I wanted, that's him like all over. So, you know, for those people that believe in the power of manifestation and the power of, you know, like attracting like when you have the same value set, you know, it truly does work. And um, yeah, so we had a happy ending. I've now got a blended family and um, I have a beautiful stepson. So when I used to do my powerful meditations many years ago about, you know, the love of my life and the family that I wanted, I always meditated and I always manifested that I'd, you know, love a boy and a girl. And after my appendix burst and I got septicemia, unfortunately there were complications in the operation and, and the surgeon told me I couldn't have any other children. So mm. I feel very blessed that, you know, I got, I got my son um, in a different way, but a magical way. 
That's amazing. I love that story so much. There are two things that really stand out for me in terms of you claiming your confidence to step out into the dating minefield, as you called it, after, you know, so many years of of not being ready for that. Um, One of them is that you made your why bigger than your fear. So even though you still felt nervous, your your intention and your why was, was bigger than that. And you weren't afraid of rejection. You weren't afraid of the no, which is something that's pushed you forward in your your whole career. Yeah, and I think not being afraid of the no goes back to my point earlier. It's like if you understand which doors are meant for you and which doors are meant for someone else, it, you just the no's just wash off you. It doesn't matter, you know. You don't feel it because you just move forward with grace and integrity. And so, you know, whether that is a date that you know you walk away from and you go, that wasn't quite right. Um, you know, don't be afraid to also look at, okay, well, what, what did I, what did I um, learn from that? What do I not want next time? The other thing that you said, which really resonated with me is you were talking about the guy that you did have the few dates with, but it wasn't quite right. And you said you could have stayed and compromised. Do you think for a lot of women, we do compromise when we shouldn't? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And especially with men, because I think, you know, we're all brought up, um, you know, that we want to have this beautiful, loving family and, you know, the white picket fence and everything's going to be rosy. But what happens in life is we face challenges and, you know, you want to face those challenges with the right person by your side. And quite often in life, um, you know, you've got to put your hand up and say, hey, I made a mistake and that maybe that person's not for me which is what happened with my daughter's father, like our values just weren't in alignment. But what I didn't realise was when I made that early on call that, you know, I could turn a blind eye to this and, you know, no one would know, I, I wouldn't be true to myself. And I thought to myself, you have one chance in life, you are the stronger person to walk away and walk into a future in which you can actually reach your true power and potential And if you compromise, it's just going to eat you up inside. Mm, Absolutely. Um, I'd love to talk to you now about the power of mentors. You've pretty much always, always had a mentor, haven't you? How do you go about finding a mentor and why is having one so important? Well, I think having a mentor um, is just got so many different benefits, to be honest. It keeps you accountable they really unleash what it is that you're capable of achieving in this world and they really empower you to step forward. Um, so I've always had a mentor, non-negotiable, once a week. I still do. Um, for the better part of my life, um, probably 90% of them have been American. And the reason why I've chosen people in a different country to mentor me is because they're not in my own back garden. They don't understand what's going on here. And so what happens is they they widen my outlook. They bring new, um, new directions, new journeys that I can then bring to life. And it's the power of having someone there by your side to help you step into your dreams and make them reality, which is what allows you to become who you are. And so, you know, I really say like this beautiful lady in Chicago who was my mentor for many years, I mean, she helped me win full custody of of my daughter. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. And she was actually um, a top corporate lawyer who went into mentoring and coaching. She was burnt out. She had an incredible mind. And, you know, 
I always believe in the synchronicity of life and for whatever reason our paths crossed and she was referred to me by a friend of mine out of Santa Barbara actually um, who's also a global coach and mentor um, Gina Devine she said oh you know try Hillary I think she'd be really good for you and you know that woman transformed my life in so many ways and for me to go into you know public um, courtroom with no legal experience and actually win a case which probably 5% of women in Australia have the ability to do and most of them have barristers and lawyers, that's the true power of a mentor. She enabled me to believe in myself. She enabled me to get what I wanted but most importantly um, she empowered me to get what my daughter wanted. So if there are women listening right now who are thinking that that would be an amazing thing to incorporate into their lives, how do you go about finding a mentor? Uh, well, I'm actually mentoring women now. <laughs> yes, I know. But you are just one person. <laughs> and you're, you're nearly at capacity. Oh, my gosh, Kat. Do you know what the thing is? I am loving it. What you need to do to find a mentor is really follow that person and understand whether or not your values are aligned with theirs. And quite often people will be looking at your Instagram or your LinkedIn or, you know, you might be um, doing a podcast or a TV interview and they might suddenly connect with you and they pick up the phone and they say, hey, I want to work with you. Now that's how I met my uh, mentors was through the power of referrals and network but also that's how people from all over the world are connecting with me like there's something about my story that might resonate with them and there's something about the brands that you know I've had the opportunity to build into um, powerful communicators for so many different people and that combination of understanding about personal brand a professional journey but also a personal journey is everything that you want in a mentor because they bring out yeah. the best in you. They empower you. They inspire you, you know, um, with like what you're doing. It's, you know, you allow people to claim their confidence. And that's what a mentor really does. It's claiming that confidence and unlocking that potential. And, you know, now that we're living in a virtual world, you can work with mentors anywhere. You'd have it's to so exciting, isn't it? It's so exciting. And I think for you, even though you were really hesitant to share your personal story and your struggles that you've had, that's just made you even more relatable, Tori, because you've walked the walk. And I think women really resonate with that because everyone's had stuff going on in their lives. Let's talk now about powerful steps and how people can connect with you and all the amazing work you're doing. Why did you decide to go in that direction? So I always knew that I had another journey and I always um, am a firm believer that you should trust your gut instinct. And um, funnily enough, the way it came up was Nikki Brigger, the editor of Murray Claire magazine, said to me, I would like to do a story on single moms with global businesses. And something inside my gut told me that I should actually say I have a bigger story to tell. I don't know where that <laughs> came from, but it was like, now fine. So I said to her, I, I feel I have a bigger story to tell. Who's a journalist? And she introduced me to this incredible woman, Ali Pasco. And for some reason, like I was so private about, um, you know, my personal journey. All anyone knew was the tall star journey. And I said to Ali, I said, off the record, all of this story just started coming out of my mouth and, you know, and I don't, I, I just said to her, I'm not sure why I feel the need to tell you this, but I feel that it's going to change the lives of others. And she said, you're never going to believe it. I've had a similar story. 
Oh, wow. So the synchronicity of us connecting was quite powerful. And she said to me, can you leave it with me? I think that we want to do like a two, three-page feature on this. I, I really feel that it's going to empower millions of women around the world. And so she came back to me um, a couple of days later and she said, we want to do a feature. And, of course, I'm like, wow, okay, this is like I'm, my life's at crossroads here because on one hand I'm launching, you know, Drew Barrymore's Flower Beauty. I'm working with Steve Madden, Victoria's Secret, three most powerful brands um, and celebrities in, in the United States. I'm bringing them to Australia. And on the other hand, it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm taking the mask off. <laughs> mm, <laughs> so, you know, yeah. it's a major decision. But it also, it wasn't just my story to tell. It was the story of my daughter. It was, um, you know, going to affect my husband works in corporate. And at that point, you know, we weren't even engaged. And I, I really discussed it with both of them for four months before we all came to the conclusion that this would really impact other people. And so, you know, as soon as Drew um, left the country, I actually, um, I released the story and it had this incredible impact. So from when I go back to that feeling of not being able to tell anyone what was going on behind closed doors, I have these, you know, powerful brands that I've worked with direct messaging just saying to me, wow, you know, what you're doing is extraordinary. Like we thought the results you delivered for our brand was one thing, but you, you're cracking open conversations. And so that's how Powerful Steps started. And then I started it with a series of workshops um, around Australia. Then I got... Which I went to. I went to your Brisbane one and it was so amazing. So everyone needs to look Tori up and I'm going to put all of Tori's contact details in the show notes because um, Tori's doing virtual events now, but um, hopefully soon doing in-person workshops. And if you can get to one, you absolutely should. Yeah, they're really good, Kat. And as you know, I mean, your beautiful friend opened up, you know, a story that you'd never heard before either. And so I think by me um, being raw and authentic, and I always say to people, switch your phones off, I'm going to be really honest with you about my life and what happened, but a lot of it is not for public consumption, and I'm going to give you the courtesy of sharing what happened behind closed doors, and if you feel the need that you want to share something throughout the session, you can as well. So we end up with these incredibly powerful stories that people have just holed up inside of them and they've never shared before. And they just unleash it and they feel like this incredible rush of freedom. And so those Stepping Into Your Power workshops really is about identifying what the energy blocks are and propelling yourself forward. So, you know, that's one part of Powerful Steps. The second part is, you know, I now speak to thousands of people and corporations around Australia about the power of connection and how, you know, I built a global brand on three coffee dates a week, which is the coffee challenge. Yes, let's talk a bit about that. So you, um, one thing that I think a lot of people struggle with is reaching out and connecting with other people, particularly people they don't know. It can feel icky and weird, particularly if you're not a naturally extroverted person. But you've always done this thing where you reach out no matter what city you're in, you reach out on Facebook or, or whatever, and you meet up with people and that has led to so many connections for you hasn't it yeah it has and it's a power of connection so you know all my life ever since I made that first phone call to Sydney Confidential and got the hang up Tori who (laughs) I've always (laughs) made it my mission for people to understand who I am and what I can give to them and how we can collaborate so every week I do a coffee date with someone I know 
Um, the second person is someone I want to partner with. And the third person is someone outside my comfort zone. And so, you know, when I used to travel to LA all the time, um, I would always tack on an extra day to my trip and I'd power through six coffee dates. And that's actually how um, Drew Barrymore and Flower Beauty heard about me because one of the oh. coffee dates, yeah, it was with one of her best friends from high school, which I had no idea, but I went in to um, speak to this agency about partnering with Torstar because I love what they did with influencers and I love what they did um, with brands. And so we were talking about collaborations and then two years later I get a phone call um, and an email saying, um, you know, a friend of mine wants to launch a brand in Australia, I've recommended you, and in walks um, Flower Beauty and Drew Barrymore. So the power of stepping outside your comfort zone but also identifying who you want to partner with can lead to some incredible opportunities in your life. And you just need to make the time and create the space to put yourself out there. And, you know, when you put yourself out there and you keep connected with people and and you show them the journey that you're on, they'll remember you and they'll always come back to you when they either want to work with you, partner with you, or, you know, if you can help them somewhere along their journey as well. I love this so much. All right, we're getting to the end of our time together. So I'm going to throw you some rapid fire questions. You just spoke about stepping out of your comfort zone, but that can be really daunting for a lot of people. So what I would love to know is what is your quick confidence hack for someone who needs to reach for a bit more confidence in their life right now? The worst thing that can happen is someone saying no. But no is actually a powerful word. You can look at it in two ways. No as in like rejection or no as in that opportunity is not for me. It's meant for someone else. And when you switch your thinking around that, all of a sudden you're going to start flowing and the energy is going to flow in a more positive way into your life. Oh, I love that. I'm definitely going to write that down and use that one. Thank you. What do you do for pure joy. I actually don't know the answer to this one, Tori. What do you do that doesn't have any kind of outcome or goal attached to it and is just for pure joy? I spend time with my family. Oh, is there something that in particular you and your daughter like to do together? I just love spending time and just, you know, just sitting in that sacred space and just listening. And I think listening to another person is the biggest gift you can give them, but also yourself. So, you know, what gives me joy is is family, you know? Yeah. And just yeah. being in that beautiful energy because I never I never had the family that I have now. So for me that that does give a lot of joy. And for us as a family during COVID, we're just so unified, you know? Um, and actually we all learn how to play cards. You know, it's like the gift of family. And for, you know, for people out there that go, oh, you know, don't have family, that was me once as well because of my circumstances. And so it will come into your life and you will have a united, um, you know, beautiful tribe around you. But you need to shed everything that is not needed in your life and doesn't serve your purpose or is not in alignment with your values to bring in the good stuff. And, you know, being with family and friends, it doesn't cost you anything. It's just your time and energy. Is there a book that you've read? And I know you read a lot of books, but is there one in particular that you can think of or a favorite inspirational quote that's helped you on your way in your confidence journey? Passion changes everything. Ooh, what does that mean for you? When you're passionate about something, like attracts like. So if you're passionate, 
that passion will come to you too. I love you. You're so big on energy. And for anyone who's ever been in your presence, as I said in the, before, when in the intro, you, you just have such a beautiful energy about you. And I know that that some of that comes naturally, but you work on that every day as well, mm. how you show up. Yeah, you got to show up and put your best foot forward. And finally, I would love for you to finish this sentence. What does the future of confidence look like for you? What are you working on in your life right now that will take you to where you next want to be? Inspiring, encouraging and empowering millions of women around the world. And this is the thing, you don't just cap it at hundreds or thousands. You always put it out there that you want to inspire millions and The funny thing is that you telling your story to Marie Claire, that's gone into China now, hasn't it? So you actually are inspiring millions of women. Yeah. Now we're doing podcasts into the US and it's interesting because it was always my intention to live between the two countries and I've always worked with so many um, different American brands over the years and I'm a big one on analytics and understanding your audience and, you know, understanding your audience is listening to what they really want and when I look at the analytics um, around my, my website and, you know, who's opening my newsletter, uh, 50% of those people are American women now and the other um, 48% are Australian. So when we talk about, you know, inspiring and moving into empowering millions of women, I truly believe it is a possibility because the more you can share of your journey, um, the more other people are inspired or they have that aha me moment, maybe I can do that too. And the more you can map out your journey and show people that there's a clear vision that they can also, you know, tap and begin as well, then the world's going to be a better place. I just believe that the more we can share, the more we can empower others, um, the more the love and the joy in the world goes around. I can't thank you enough, Tori, for sharing all of your wisdom with us, for claiming your own confidence to be vulnerable and share your story and now creating space for other women to step into their own power. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome, Kat. And one thing that I would just really like to say that I'm so grateful for, it was at the Powerful Steps workshop last year that this idea for claiming your confidence um, <laughs> that is true. was hatched. And I am just so proud of you actually following your heart and also your gut instinct because you knew what you wanted to do and you took those powerful steps forward. And the world needs more women like you in it that you know really you're showing other people how to claim their confidence and most importantly they're they're all stepping into their power so thank you so much for having me I feel very humbled and blessed that our paths cross gosh there are just so many takeaways from this conversation I don't even know where to begin the importance of defining your value system to having the confidence to intentionally map out how you want your life to look And then attracting in those like-minded people to work with and even fall in love with and saying a kind goodbye to those who no longer support that vision. I feel really thankful to have met Tori and now be in her circle. And I really hope you've gotten as much value out of this chat as I have and even leverage some of her confidence, courage to up-level some of the areas in your own life where perhaps you could find more passion or put yourself first. That's so important. And I think so many of us don't do that. 
And what about that tip from the Buddhist monk to take a bit of time out each day in the shower? We always make excuses about how we don't have time to meditate or to journal or whatever. So I think that one's such a great strategy. For everything we've mentioned in today's episode, you can find them over in the show notes at katrinablowers.com, along with the details of my online course where I help you claim your confidence in seven days. Now, this course is perfect if you feel like you need some help to show up more confidently on video. I give you a lot of strategies that we use as TV presenters to look a bit more polished and to look like we have more confidence even if we're necessarily feeling it. (laughs) Or maybe you even want to put yourself forward as a podcast guest. I show you the exact same strategies. Many of them are backed by science that I use to claim my confidence again after I had a panic attack on air. Please remember to subscribe, review and share this episode with anyone you feel could benefit from Tori's wisdom. I hope you're having a great week. Thank you so much for listening to claiming your confidence.